0: Rick Tamlin is an amazing coach, thought leader, facilitator, trainer, awakener. He has all kinds of funny terms for himself and I can't remember them right now, but I've worked with him in a number of contexts. And on his recent 61st birthday, he proclaimed that for the next year, he was not going to make any decisions from fear. And this Reminded me of all kinds of things about fear and decisions and choices. So, to kind of set the context, I wanted to read what he shared in this post. This is quoting directly from Rick. In the past, whenever I have made any decision from a fear place, it has never worked out well for me. I mean, never. If you know Rick, you can kind of hear, like, that's totally his voice. My past fear-based decisions have always opened up a big world of shame and blame that is just not interesting to me anymore. I'm done with that. I see three options that we can make when it comes to making a decision. Make your decision from a place of love and passion. Make sure it compels you. Put your decision on hold because you're not clear. Clear and fear are two very different things. Third, make your decision from fear. Over my next year, I plan to only make my decisions using options 1 and 2 above. Are you with me? I've hung a sign at my desk as a reminder. No fear-based decisions for one solid year. One day at a time. Watch what happens throughout your year. I dare say it will be miraculous. I'd have to agree with them. A whole year of decisions not made from fear? That would be pretty amazing and it would create some pretty amazing stuff. This reminded me of a a pivotal moment that I had with Rick. So he was my coach at the time, and it was outside of a coaching session that he helped me. Uh, By the way, related to my other podcast about finding a coach, well, there's been a little change. There is no podcast on how to find and hire a coach or how to select a good coach, because I recorded it and listened to it, And it wasn't very good. So someday that episode may come out. But for now, there isn't one. So sorry about that if you want to go look for it. Uh, By the way, related to my other podcast about finding a coach, this is something that I would also be looking for. A coach that is completely in your life, that is completely accessible to you. Yes, it's great to have periodic coaching sessions, and those really help. But what I have seen, I don't want to say it helps more. It helps in a different and more powerful way, is to help you in the moment or to help you when you're stuck. Rick used to have this thing, don't suffer for more than 30 minutes. So if you were spinning your wheels or stuck or whatever, you texted him or called him or sent him an email and said, Rick, I need some help. And he helped me with this on a couple of occasions. So so one of them was an in-person event that he was hosting. It was a 10 or 11 person mastermind. And I was trying to decide whether or not to go and whether I should travel or not. It was totally last minute, but I was needing a real, I was needing some deep people interaction and just to kind of get out of my physical space and out of my head too and so, as I'm deliberating on this, I'm sending him email, I'm doing all this research on travel, he sent me this very short email. <laughs> I, I probably have it somewhere, but it was the, the, the essence of it was, simply decide. Just decide yes or no. And if you decide yes, then just do whatever you need to do to figure it out and get here. My own language today would be, John, simply choose one or the other. There's no wrong or bad outcome from either choice. End your suffering and choose. I like to think of choosing as different than deciding. And I'm admittedly taking a little detour from Rick's thing on fear because the part that, that I think the most is the most important in this is not so much the fear, but the actual power of... Choosing versus being stuck in a loop of deciding. So I like to define choosing as you've made a choice. It's really clean. You chose yes, you chose no, you chose something else versus deciding, which I kind of think of more of a kind of that deliberation loop. I'm an expert at torturing myself in that loop and I'm, I'm willing to admit that. So what Rick helped me to do was to make essentially a really clean decision <laughs> choosing instead of being stuck in this decision loop. So it's a clear, I'm stealing this from Rich Litvin who probably stole from someone else, but it's the idea of hell yes or hell no, not hell maybe. Oh, it's Derek Seavers. I think that's where it comes from. Anyway, hell maybe signs ourself up for our own literal hell of our own creation, <laughs> the angst, the worry, the deliberation, all in service of fueling our fear. Because if we didn't have any fear, we would just pick one. So I think this is an interesting thing. What is that fear pointing to? Usually there's several layers to be peeled back, but I think the first place to start is, is there a right or a wrong outcome from my choice? And setting that aside... To take on a new perspective. So one perspective is there's a right and a wrong choice and I have to pick the right one. Another perspective is no matter what I choose, things will be okay. Or no matter what I choose, it will be the right one. (laughs) Or there is no right or there is no wrong. If you find yourself continuing to get pulled back into the fear of the outcome, it can be interesting to to go, like I was saying, peel the layers back on that. So I'm afraid that if I don't go to this weekend mastermind, my business is not going to grow as fast as I want. And then ask, then what? And if that doesn't happen, then I'm not going to make as much money. And then what? Well, then I will have to spend my savings. And then what? Well, I'll spend my savings and then I won't have any savings. And then what? I'll lose my house, and I'll have to live in my car. And then what? <laughs> you just go on and on, and you can t- at a certain point you can kind of feel the ridiculous ridiculousness level start to set in, and then you know you've reached a place that the chances of you reaching, while maybe possible, are not probable. After peeling back the layers, my suggestion is simply to move on. Now I know it's not always that easy to do. But my experience is the longer and longer we wallow in negative feelings and emotions, especially fear, we, we don't we don't tend to make any more progress. We we tend to just be stuck there. So one way to move past it is just not to take it very seriously. Is this always easy to do? No, it's not. So another principle or another technique that I've been tapping into as it relates to choosing is the idea of desire. So what am I really desiring? And I'm stealing this from Gary Mahler. And and it's this saying that he has that I have mostly embraced. It sounds a little shady. (laughs) And I wouldn't say I live at 100%, but I have found it to be very powerful when making some recent decisions. So here's here's how it goes. I only do what I want. Let that sink in. I only do what I want. What if for the rest of today, you only did what you wanted to? And then the second part is, and I don't do what I don't want to do, even if it will get me what I want. So the first part is about getting really clear about what is the desire. The second part is about being brutally honest. In other words, I'm not going to do something that's in conflict with what I want, even if it will get me what I want. So what is it that you're really desiring? For some of us, this area of our lives is completely closed off and is just stone-cold dead. Uh, maybe you have a background in a religion that said, you know, certain desires are bad or wrong or evil. And I'm not saying that all the desires that we have a service <laughs> or that they're a good idea. But I think they can, al- they can be pointers to what's important to us or what we're wanting more of in our lives. If you are desiring another person and you're in a committed relationship, acting on that desire is probably not beneficial to you. <laughs> but it might point to something that you're really wanting. And so my, what might that be? Maybe you want more intimacy, connection, love, etc. And I also believe that when it comes to human needs, there's more than one way to get that need met. It could mean speaking up to your partner to tell them more of what you need. And could there be fear connected to that? Absolutely. But it could start with choosing To have a better relationship. The other thing that I would add to this notion of doing what you want, it's a moment by moment thing. It's not a forever thing. And I I think my uh, friends that see things as very one, very either one or the other um, will have difficulty with this. That's okay. Um uh, but what I'm finding so here's a recent example. I was about to get on a call with my coach and I thought to myself, I should, by the way, should is just a horrible, horrible, horrible word when it comes to motivation or a reason to do anything. I should. So, so it was before this, co- it was before the comment that, you know, if I went for a walk, it would give me more energy. I'd be clear headed. I would, I'd be in my probably, I'd probably be in a really good state for this call. So I should go for a walk. But I didn't want to go for a walk. So I asked myself, it was so clean. It was so empowering to just say, do I want to go for a walk? No, I don't. Well, then it would, and the next question to myself was, well, what do you want? I was like, I want a cup of coffee. Oh, but you know, you already had a cup of coffee today, and you know, all the gremlins and junk in my head. And I was like, wait, what do I want? I want a cup of coffee. I had a cup of coffee. You might be saying, well, yeah, but like, what if you don't want to take out the trash? And what it's like, well, in that moment, do you want to take out the trash? No, then don't do it. But it could be that then you've got ants and all kinds of other things, and then you want a clean kitchen. And so then you just take the trash out. (laughs) Play with this, see what you think of it. Uh, to have a conversation with me about it I'm still trying it on and living into it for the most part and I have I have yet to see or find a place where this has led me astray but again my background is totally programmed that you know if you follow what you want and what you desire that will just it'll just lead you to the wrong bad place every single time and I'm not finding that to be the case The other thing I learned from Rick that was really profound was the power of choosing as a way of creating something. And this is a side note. A distinction I often play with in my sessions with clients is the distinction between creating or reacting. So often in life, we are just reacting especially people in corporate environments constantly reacting to the things going on around them versus creating bringing something new into being uh and that are similar parallels the idea of offense versus defense so are you just are you just defending against your competitors to keep them from coming in or are you going on the offense to create something that makes you the market leader. And so Rick brought this forth in the context of a conference that he runs. It's called the Bigger Game Conference. And I remember it was in 2018 and I was on this Zoom call before the conference and he admonished everyone that was coming to choose to be in the room, to choose to be there and to choose to participate versus choosing or not choosing just being a spectator the other thing that went along with this was the idea to choose to be in the room and to get the most out of it that you possibly could versus being a spectator and reacting to whatever happened so in other words Choosing beforehand that I'm coming to this thing, I'm going to get as much out of it, I'm going to put myself into it, and I'm going to be engaged with it versus sitting up in the bleachers with your arms crossed, reacting to whatever happens, and then deciding at that point whether you're going to be in or out. So it was this idea of just choosing to be in from the start. And I, What I added on to that was that in choosing to do that, I was choosing to create an experience for myself. And it was an experience that I was owning and that I was creating as I went to this event versus, well, I paid my money and I'm attending to this thing and Rick better deliver and it better be good and he better motivate me in some way and he just better make this worth my while. Notice that's total reaction, almost victim energy of... Whatever happens to me is what happened, and I didn't have anything to do with it. So my encouragement to you would be, what are you creating around you based on what you're choosing? I believe that we're always creating something. It could be that your choices are rather subconscious. And you're creating a lot of chaos and drama and pain, or it could be that you want to create something, and you just aren't sure what that is. And that's why I'd, I'd point you back to you know, looking look through a day. What is it that I'm wanting? What do I want to do? What do I want to create? As always, something struck you the right way or the wrong way. <laughs> or no way at all but you still want to talk to me uh, send me an email and we'll do that the other thing I've realized after the fact as it relates to desire and what you want is realizing that I'm not a bad person if I don't desire fill in the blank I think that's a form of honesty too uh, okay something's quote, supposed to be in my heart but it's not So there's something going on that's getting in the way. What is that? Or maybe it's not even true. I guess maybe related to this is the idea too that that I I believe that desire is innate. It's not something that someone can give you or, or guilt you into. How many times have you done that thing that you don't want to do (laughs) like I guess like I think the other part of this I don't do what I don't want to do is the energy that comes from that is usually not very clean and loving (laughs) or pleasant to be around Thanks for listening to The John Polster Show. Notes, links, and all that other good stuff for this episode are at johnpolster.com slash podcast. Send your questions, ideas, or a simple hello to podcast at johnpolster.com. Want to stay up to date on new episodes and receive notifications of upcoming events? Register your email address at johnpolster.com slash updates.